guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast. And for anyone and everyone who listens to this over the first day, the first week, the first month, the first year, man, this is going to be incredibly important for all of you because there's so much misinformation out there um, in regards to how TOEFL and how you're graded. And guess what? I have all the answers here, finally. It was because I was coaching a girl from Egypt. And after I did something, I toggled a couple of things, I realized, oh my God, I have all the great things, the seven areas that you are graded on. And now I'm going to be discussing with them, or I'm sorry, discussing them with you today. So first and foremost, seven parts. Number one, task fulfillment. This is why I've been stressing with one of my Egyptian um with one of my Egyptian clients, because again, if you don't have that task achievement, it's going to become very, very problematic. Put point in blank, okay? You must focus and answer that question is what I'm trying to tell you. Number two, pronunciation and intonation. This is why other people have actually spoken to me and said, hey, you know, how's my pronunciation intonation? A lot of people would say, does it matter? Absolutely. It's one of the seven criteria. Number three, flow and speech. Again, I'm talking about the coherence, okay? I'm talking about the cohesion, all right? Correct grammar usage. Again, staying away from the different things in regards to using tenses that you're not very aware of. Be careful with that. Vocabulary usage, okay? I'm talking about the range of vocabulary. Uh, I was teaching another girl from Brazil recently, and, you know, she had an excellent range of vocabulary, vocabulary I would never use on a regular basis. Also, the support and development, we're talking about how well do you develop your talk. And then, of course, number seven, the connections. That's part of it, too, the linkers, which I've been talking about on so many different occasions. This is the seven criteria that you are graded on. So let's go in and let's dive into each one. Let's talk about task fulfillment first. So basically, these TOEFL raters, okay, they're looking for a response that answers the question directly with relevant ideas and that are fully developed. This is a criteria score of a five, okay? That means zero, one, two, three, four. Zero obviously doesn't address anything. If you get a score of one, that means the response is unconnected or minimally connected to the given task question. Number two, the response is mostly connected to the given task question, but has limited ideas and explanation or some ideas that are not directly related to the task question. Number three, the response addresses the task question, but it is not fully developed and has some minor irrelevant ideas. This is why I tell so many people, I'm like, guys, you know, within that seven, you know, this is what, you know, me speaking to them. Within those seven seconds between the 31st second mark and the 38th, you ended up speaking about something that wasn't very relevant. We need to fix that because if we don't, hey, guess what? You could go from getting a possible three to a possible two. And remember, max score is 30. So if I look at the criteria, which was based on um, my last uh, student from Peru, she got a 26 on her speaking. And when she got that 26, I said, damn, what? why was it so low? Well, I'm looking at all these areas and I know exactly, oh, wow, she's graded in seven different criteria 
if she gets like a three, a three, a three, and a three, and one of the and like four out of those seven, that's a 26 already. So your goal is to at least get a four, a four, a four, a four, a four, then three threes. I hope I said four fours and three threes because that means you get a 27. Again, it doesn't all add up because obviously there are two points that are left. I understand that. But just giving you guys a nice idea, okay? Now, again, number three, not fully developed, minor irrelevant ideas, like I said before. Number four, the response fully addresses the task and is fully developed. Now, let's talk about the pronunciation and intonation. Guys, this is everything. This is what I'm really scared about in regards to my uh, in regards to my student that I have right now because again her rhythm within her sentences it goes up down up down up down again this is going to be a problem with some of my Spanish students because the thicker the accent and if you're not able to hit that rhythm rhythm and focus on the content and the focus words, this get ultimately end up happening. You might complete, everything might just completely come apart. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. So in saying that, let's go over the criteria for this. I don't need to go over zero. Let's just say it doesn't address the damn thing, okay? <laughs> Anyways, number one. The response requires significant effort by listener because speech is mostly unclear due to errors with, with what? Individual sounds and clusters? Mm. This is why I have a pronunciation course. For anyone who's interested, by the time you guys listen to this, my three pronunciation courses on Udemy should be live. Go to my website, thearseniobuckshow.com. Take the courses. I mean, those three courses, I still need to do course number four and five, but I want to make sure it's kind of paid. But those three free courses, you're going to get everything needed. Now, the four and the five, it goes into the final intonation and all that other good stuff, but you need to understand rhythm, clusters, and the sounds, and especially the stress in particular words. This is going to be especially crucial. Final intonation, obviously, that would be my fifth course. Uh, and that's going to be number one. If you have a problem with that, you're going to get, you're going to hit that one mark and that could be a huge problem. How about the response requires some listener effort because speech is sometimes unclear. Now, what does this mean? Well, this means obviously the same things that I was telling you guys about the individual sounds, word stress, sentence stress. What this means is that it is sometimes unclear. Now, if you get a three mark, that means it is generally clear. And what fits in that description is some sound and cluster pronunciation mistakes. You have a little bit of that, okay? Occasional unnatural word and sentence stress and occasional unnatural intonation. So while I was saying that, I was literally had my specific student in my ear as she was saying that. This is what I'm a little bit afraid of because if she has that problem and it persists, she cannot afford to get a two in the pronunciation. Because if she does, that means she only has two points to spare. And if she drops to that five, then what the heck was the, what, what was the whole point of that? Now, what you want to do is that number three, which I just stated, that's where you kind of want to be. And then obviously number four, natural sound and cluster pronunciation. Mostly natural intonation, natural word and stress convey subtle meaning, all of that good stuff, okay? Speech is clear. 
It's kind of like big shout out to uh, Paula, Paula from Brazil. You know, she says she got a 105 by listening to my podcast. Big shout out to you, uh, Paula. And she is phenomenal beyond belief Um, because listening to her and when she sent me that first voice message in Instagram, I'm like, oh, she's going to do phenomenally well. She's got this because she sounded like me. So, of course, yeah, you're going to get a 105. I don't know what her overall score was with the speaking. I think it was 26. So she probably didn't develop, and that's what I'm going to be talking about next. So flow and speech. Let's, let's move on. Let's, let's bomb that story. Let's move on. Now, the flow and the speech, okay? You don't have to speak quickly, people, but just quickly enough to sound natural and explain all of your ideas. You need to seek to be understood. So number one, if you get one point, that means you have disconnected speech and it does not flow naturally, okay? Mostly short or overly basic utterances, unnatural pauses and hesitation make the listener uncomfortable. And again, this is another area that I'm going to have to fix with one of my students. Let's look at number two. Or if you want to get a two-band. Attempts but has some difficulties maintaining natural rhythm and fluid speech. Okay? Basic utterances, those stops frequently to prepare ideas or self-correct. Heard that a couple of times this morning, as a matter of fact. May contain some long pauses and unnatural hesitations. And number three, sustains mostly natural rhythm, though at times breaks it with unnatural linking or stress and has some unnatural pausing and hesitation. And then you have four, has mostly natural rhythm, is generally quite fluid and sustained. Again, unnatural pausing and hesitation. If you guys want to see all of this, go to my blog at thearseniobuckshow.com. All right. So that is a critical. All right. Let's keep it going. Now, grammar. All right. <sighs> If you get a one, it's often difficult to understand. I'm talking about your nouns, your verb tenses, adverbs, adjectives, word order, articles, pronouns, quantifiers, prepositions, gerunds, infinitives, you name it, okay? If you have difficulty in regards to, you know, putting your, stringing your grammar together, you're going to score probably under a 20 in general because that's going to directly correlate with all the other criteria. Now, if you get a two, you have some errors, okay? That means noun and noun phrases, verb tenses, such as models, past perfect, past perfect continuous, stuff like that. Adverbs, and uh, again, reported speech is what you want to use, especially on speaking questions two, three, and four, along with a little bit of passive, you know, and stuff like that. So, but not, and again, you could showcase it in your speaking question one, but just be careful. If you're unsure of the different tenses, just stay away from that and be a little bit basic. It's better to be basic, safe, and get a good mark rather than go overly crazy and get a lower mark because you tried too hard. Word order, okay? Word order. Now, that's XYZ, remember, for all you TOEFL ITP enthusiasts out there. Articles, pronouns, quantifiers, prepositions, basic conditionals. Now, if you get a three, that means you only have a little, just despite little errors, okay? Everything that I mentioned before, most conditionals, okay? Some reported speech, but guess what? If you do fantastically well, 
<sighs> there might be just very, very minimal errors in those same things that I have already spoken about. I'm talking about reported speech, like direct and indirect. If you guys are like, hey, what does that mean? My blog, The Arsenio Buck Show, go to the search bar, type in direct reported speech and indirect reported speech. You'll find those blogs very easily, all right? Vocabulary usage, the range. People, the range is everything, okay? Now. Vocabulary, we're talking basic word form. We're talking suffixes, prefixes. If you mess that up, hey, you're going to fall down. But again, you don't want to fall down like very, very low. This is how people get 15 to 20 because, again, they have grammatical and with just so many different errors in all the criteria. All right. So inappropriate or incorrect words and wording, that's what's going to land you in that one range. Okay. But with number two, They'd include uh, some incorrect word forms, but not as much, okay? Make somewhat accurate word choice, but at times leaves the listener guessing, okay? This has happened before. I'm like, okay, what? And, you know, I actually wrote down the notes because I just finished my coaching session. And I was like, uh, what were you trying to say by this? Because that's me guessing. I'm like, oh, I have to guess what she said. Yeah, you kind of want to avoid that, all right? So, again, the three... Hey, that's right. A lot of people are saying, should I use idioms? Yeah, you could probably use some idiomatic language. They encourage this. I didn't know that. I thought this was a very academic style teaching, kind of like, you know, IELTS, they encourage those idioms. But here, hey, it says idiomatic expression. So that's a big, big revelation for a lot of you out there. And then obviously, number four, if I could phrase this, effectively uses a wide range of words and phrases, which may include phrasal verbs and idioms, includes generally accurate word choice, and at times demonstrates sophistication in vocabulary. Then you have support and development, okay? Now, several main ideas that support your opinion, position, I told everyone, again, it needs to be di related directly to the topic. If you don't do this, this is going to be bad. So what is the number one? That includes only few very basic ideas, has very little or no explanation. This, uh, not many people do this, okay? Maybe more in Thailand, but not, not worldwide. You guys are able to give specific details, but you need to make sure that it directly relates to the topic. I've said that. On so many different occasions. Now, if you get two points, that means you have some relevant main ideas, but not enough to be fully developed. Okay. It doesn't always relate directly to the main ideas. Okay. And not enough details and examples to help the listener understand the main idea. Now, obviously, that would be a little bit dif uh, different in the part three, but part four, I want to just emphasize this a little bit. It says, has several two to four fully developed main ideas. This is why I tell everyone to think in two. Speaking question two, you make sure one example would be an example. In addition to that, she also mentioned that, and this is because, you see what I mean? That is two fully developed main ideas with very good explanations, okay, reasons, and supports those two main ideas very clearly. And it's very easy for the listener to understand the main ideas. All right? So to top this one off, to top this, this wonderful podcast off that I might, I know it's going to have like 5,000 to 10,000 plays, connections and coherence. Okay, now I've already mentioned coherence, of course, but again, got to have that natural flow. So if we look at one, 
has little or no connections between ideas. This means you lack linkers. That means it makes the logic very difficult to follow, right? Includes no effective words or expressions, no transition, no introduction. That's another problem. Now, if you get a two, that means, hey, some brief or simple words or expressions in transition, introduction, et cetera, et cetera. But it could cause some listener confusion if you jump between some topics. So today, as a matter of fact, one of my students, she was talking about, you know, she was, she had two ideas, but then she ended up talking about like research. And I'm like, okay, so for those 10 seconds, you completely lost me. Your logic fell apart. This is what I was talking about right here. This is exactly what I was talking about. Because if your logic falls apart, this will happen, period. So make sure that you have those transitions and you stay on topic. Sometimes I have a tendency in my podcast jumping all over the place. If I do this with non-native English speakers, it's going to be very difficult for them to follow my podcast. But the reason why this podcast is the top in the world is because I have structure. I have that flow. I have that corporate style speaking, right? Introduction, body, 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 conclusion. That's what you have to understand, the verbiage. So for you to get a three in this specific area, good connection between ideas, okay? So that means good range of words, expressions, transitions, introduction. And then for that number four, that's, it's basically that number three, but even more. It conveys a feeling of unity and completeness. Have you ever felt that when you've given any of your talks like you bolstered up like that made who like for that speaking part two okay there's normally four back and forth right so those first two and then have that nice line right there then going another example would be is when she was talking about mm, she also mentioned mm and mm, therefore mm, see what i mean that's completeness when you go from like an upside down food pyramid Right, so you start at the top, it's very broad, but you narrow everything down to that fine point at the very end, and you end it. A feeling of completeness is what you're aiming for in all of your speaking tasks. So, guys, you now know how you can, again, how you are graded in your TOEFL if you guys are interested in uh, one-on-one coaching group coaching if you have friends or my super uh, my super deals that I have going but again wouldn't encourage it so much because I mean to have three to five students in a TOEFL speaking class that's going to be too difficult you would have to buy about 20 to 30 hours to get the maximum fulfillment so again if there's like two of you and you guys are looking for group coaching for a cheaper rate or if you want one-on-one get at me meaning talk to me inquire follow me on Instagram follow me on Spotify Follow me wherever it is in the world. Check out my blog so you can find the full list of how you are graded in the TOEFL speaking criteria. And again, if you guys have any questions, man, let me know. Oh, I was going to say let me know. But then I, for some reason, I saw N-O rather than K-N-O-W. It was so weird. But anyways, let me know, people. Thank you for tuning in to another ESL podcast. Share it, like it, rate me on the Apple Store. And again, Patreon's available too. So if you guys are interested, let me know. Follow me on all social media and let me know what you liked about this one. I'm your host, as always. Stay tuned for more.
over and out.